You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 98, with Michael Hudson. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is new in your world today, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your host and founder of the Men of Abundance podcast and community. I'm so excited to be here with you again today. Man, I'll tell you what, either I'm getting really good at this podcasting stuff or our featured guest today just really brought the best out in me. I really had an amazing time during this conversation. I learned so much and I know it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm doing everything that I can to bring my message to you and to the world. And that's what we talk about today. Michael and I, our featured guest, talk today about getting your message heard and why that is so important for so many reasons. Not just for business, not just for your job or your vocation. Virtually everything you do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed And even nonverbal communication skills have so much to do with your daily activities, your happiness, your success, everything. Getting your message heard is extremely important, and we're going to have that conversation today. And in the spirit of getting our message heard, message, message, I got to learn how to talk right. But in the spirit of getting our message heard, I would love for you to share this message and this podcast with everybody that you come in contact with. Okay, maybe not everybody, but share this message and share this podcast with people who you feel can absolutely benefit from this message of abundance. Because as you know, we don't just talk about the highlights. We talk about those kick in the gut moments and why it's so important to share those kick in the gut moments and what it takes for you to get out of that moment and have your pivot point and then possibly even capitalize on that make you a better person because I guarantee you every experience good or bad makes you a better person than you were the day prior that is if you learn from it so as soon as you get a chance go to iTunes make sure you subscribe hit the share button share this on your social media share the website men of abundance do whatever you feel is right for you and help us get the word out Now listen to this five-star review. It starts out, inspirational show. Check it out. I love the topics that Wally touches upon. This show will make you want to be a better person. It did me. That was by Jim WJ. Thanks, Jim. I truly appreciate that. And this five-star review is from World Traveler 71. This one kind of made me laugh. I really appreciate this one. It reads, show for men, five-star review. I never thought I would see the day that a show would come out in any form of media that is designed and targeted at men. I am glad that someone was able to step out and do a show like this. Women may have Oprah, but guys have Wally. (laughs) I truly appreciate that, World Traveler 71. And if you want to get a shout out on the Men of Abundance podcast on one of the next episodes, just leave your rating and review on iTunes. I truly appreciate it. Now, let me share just a little bit about our featured guest today. He is a teacher, speaker, writer, facilitator, coach, and ideapreneur who can help you get your message heard. 
He works with entrepreneurs, executives, and experts seeking to get clear on their message and how to communicate it to create their impact on the world. He is the author of the book Public Speaker Secrets, which I have. It's an excellent book. It's filled with practical insights you can use to increase your impact every time you share your message. Communication is truly Michael's gift. He learned early that if you express a vision of what is possible and effectively communicate it, you could generate momentum and engage people in making it a reality. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Michael Hudson. Michael, welcome to the show, man. Thanks very much, Wally. It's a privilege and a pleasure to be here. I just wish we were face-to-face and I was sitting in Hawaii with you. (laughs) You and me both. I really do. So where are you at in the world? Where are you? Delaware, so I'm about as far away in the U.S. as you can get unless I went up to Maine. (laughs) No kidding. Well, you are the first person that I've talked to that's actually in Delaware. I don't know if other people were from Delaware, but you're the first one to say, what's it like down there right now? Well, you know, when I leave, I have to turn the lights off. So Uh, (laughs) today's actually one of those ridiculous, you know, spring days. It's like 42 degrees. So uh, we're not real happy with that, but it should be about 55. But uh, the weekend's going to be 70, so we're excited about that. Even 55, man. I haven't been in that temperature for a long time. Yeah, for you, you'd need a parka. (laughs) Most definitely. I definitely would. So, uh, you know, I am excited, seriously excited about having you on the show because I 100% agree with uh, what I just said about and what you got going on with getting your message up because I talked to so many people that they have a message to share and they just don't know how to get it out there. And myself included, I'm doing everything that I can to get this message of abundance out to the world. And you're going to learn, men of abundance, and if you haven't already figured this out, that many people truly have messes in their lives, serious messes. Mm -hmm. That's why I like to bring up that kick in the gut moment. And they have turned, many people have turned their their mess into a message. But you don't have to have a mess to have a message. And I'm sure Michael's going to share that with us here today. Before we get too much into it, Michael, I like to start the show out the way I start pretty much every single morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. And I did just this morning, and I'd love for you to do that right now. Great. And and while, you know, my gratitude for today is, is that the chance to have conversations with people like you and the privilege I get of sharing ideas that help people get clear on their message and sort of get past that mess in their head because I think you're spot on. You know, the mess in our head is what gets in our way the most and my core passion has always been helping people discover and achieve their true potential. And I think the main thing that stops most of us is that limiting message we put in our head. You know, we don't think with that abundance mindset. We think that everything is limited. So for me, my gratitude today is having a chance to be with you, put some ideas out there that may challenge some of your folks. And man, the great thing is I don't have to leave home to to do it today. Uh, It's not on an airplane and leaving my family. I get to sit here and have this great conversation. So, you know, I feel very blessed to be able to do that. And I'm grateful for the opportunity. Man, I, I absolutely love that. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for saying that too, because I would certainly love to be sitting here face to face with you as well. But the technology that we have is simply unbelievable. You know, I'm going to share this with you really quick, and I want to get into your intro because we, um, you know, I just said we just talked about what you do, but I want to learn about who you are, who Michael is, and what brought you to what you're doing today. But before we get started with that, I want to share it with somebody. Today, I stole my wife's car. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm only bringing this up because we're talking about the technology. Um, I took a day off work. I stole my wife's car. I drove it down the street to get the windows tinted, and she doesn't know this. And I'm actually sitting here where because I walked back to my truck, 
and I'm looking at this, you know, beautiful scenery in this bay here, and I'm sitting in my truck on Skype on my computer with a mic and talking to you in my Toyota Tacoma. And <laughs> if I hadn't said that, nobody would probably know. I'd record many of my shows right here from yeah. my truck. And the technology allows us to connect with each other on such a unbelievable level and to share our message. So we know what you do. We know you help people share their message and get out of their own way. Let's learn more about you. Let's get a little bit personal. Well, you know, Wally, the personal thing is one of those things is always challenging, right? Because I can tell you the two or three sentences that sound good, that are easy, that make it all seem pretty. But I don't believe in that because as you shared in the intro, I think the vulnerable, the real, the personal, the authentic story is the one that really is where we get to make the most impact, you know. And, you know, essentially right now in my life, I'm a recovering college professor. I'm a guy who realized my entrepreneurial spirit and the bureaucracy were not compatible in the longer term. So you know, after 10 years in that world as a tenured professor, both at the University of Illinois and Cornell, it, it came time for me to go do something else because I just felt too constrained. You know, and some of this, you know, the, the, the backstory that even happens before that even came into my life, Wally, is really kind of important, I think, to some of your listeners. You know, I grew up being petrified to speak in public. I mean, I just, if it was show and tell day, I tried to convince my mother I was sick so I didn't have to go to school. Because the idea of stepping to the front of that room just put fear in me. But in my time in academia, you know, I moved past that. And I, and I learned the joy of speaking and sharing ideas and insights. And, you know, it fulfilled my passion to help people discover and reveal their true potential, you know, so that that was a great part of it. So when I left that world, I decided that's where I was going to start focusing my energy, building a coaching, consulting and speaking business. In fact, I had started one the day I started at the University of Illinois. And I was just going to go into that full time. And, uh, you know, honestly, for a while, it was not easy. And I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to that. Those early days of starting any endeavor, as I'm sure your current endeavor, while it's not easy, right? No, 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 especially when you're first getting started, because there's so many fears and there's so many unknowns. And it, it scares most people to paralysis, uh, analysis paralysis, or just not doing yeah. anything at all, not even getting started. Well, and, you know, I had had this safety net because, you know, I had been running a consulting business doing fairly well and running a pretty good six-figure business actually on the side while I was in the academic world. But the beauty was if I didn't book a client that month, I still got paid. Uh, all of a sudden now when I left that world, that wasn't there, <laughs> you yeah, know. And yeah. so uh, I uh, I finally figured it out. <laughs> you know, within about five years of riding the revenue roller coaster, I finally found a way to build a bigger business. I had spent some money. I went to a boot camp. The name Dan Kennedy may relate. Some of your audience members mm -hmm. may be familiar with that name. I went to Dan Kennedy's boot camp, and I learned a little trick there. Well, I was able to use that trick when I got to speak in an industry convention to actually build a six-figure business in a niche that I ran for 16 years before I sold it to focus on what I do today. You know, and today, that is about helping people get their message heard. You know, for some, that means they're going to grow an expert business. They're going to be a speaker, a coach, a consultant, a content creator, a course developer. For others, it means they're just going to com communicate their clear and compelling vision to the team they lead. You know, some that's the entrepreneur, the executive, the cause-based leader. And for others, it really does mean they just want to become a better speaker in every situation they encounter so that their message is consistent. And basically, as I look at it, Wally, they attract the people they should attract and they repel the ones who don't fit. Because the sooner in any business we can do that, the easier our business becomes. So that's kind of the back the backstory on me. Yeah, I love that. And the two things that I want that I got out of that that I want to make sure that the listeners get out of that is 
one, I didn't even think about this, but when I talk, when I think about getting your message heard, the first thing I think about is speaking, getting out in front of people and talking to people face to face. But you bring up a very good point. You're talking also about in written form and just in general communication, even on the job. Absolutely. So you could get out there and write Absolutely. a blog. You don't have to get in front of a camera. You don't have to get in front of a mic. Uh, is So you help people do that as well. Yeah, because, you know, Wally, if we're authentic, everything we do is part of our message. Mm -hmm. And I know that feels difficult to some of us, right? Because maybe we're not where we want to be in the way we physically appear. But the way we physically enter a room is part of our message. You know, all of that stuff matters. And the way we write, the way we send emails, the way we shake hands and say hello when we meet at a a networking function, all of that goes into the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very good point. You're taking it to a much, much deeper level. Uh, absolutely correct. And I had a second point, but I completely forgot it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your fault. That's me. I'm known to cause that to happen. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm known for that to happen. So it'll probably come up later as I'm listening to the show and editing, and I'll just add it on to the end, as I often Excellent. do. Yeah, so we, we I get my point out there, and I do what I can to get my message out there. So seriously, that, that makes a big difference because, uh, you know, even just the way you dress, the vehicle that you drive, uh, so many things are part of your message, part of who you are, and part of the point that you want to get across to people and, and how you want to be perceived. I've seen so many people, uh, you know, they, they, they tell other people how they want to be referred to. You know, I know you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah. um, like let's say Grant Cardone, the the one of the most well, you know, he'll dub himself as the 10x guy, you know, or right. something like that. You tell other people how you want to be perceived. Don't let it go the yeah. other way around, right? Absolutely. And it's one of those things. You know, it happens whether you want it to happen or not. So you might as well control that. Exactly. You know. I mean, I, I wrestle with that. Remember, you know, I have a PhD, you know, and, and I, so, you know, you'll see in social media, I'm Dr. Michael Hudson. Well, there's only one reason. It's not because I like to be called that. It's because when I got my social media IDs, somebody else had already gotten Michael Hudson because there's a lot of Michael Hudsons on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so doctor was available, so I took it. <laughs> but, you know, that, that way you decide to tell people how they should be referring and you create that memorability to hook, that's all part of your message, right? And one of my challenges, you know, on a personal level was in the academic world, that kind of gets done for you. You know, when you teach at an Ivy League or a Big Ten university, as I did, your identity gets really tied to that organization. And there's a lot of credibility that's immediately transferred to you because you're connected to that organization. Now, you then have to live up to that and carry that forward or, you know, you don't get to stay and it doesn't have the same impact. Well, the same thing happens in your business, right? You get tied to that entity as well. Right. Right. Yeah, and there's so many facets to that because I see people like, for instance, um, you know, you, you said doctor, so I'll just use the, the, you know, the vocation as a doctor, say a medical doctor. And you you look at a medical doctor and you think, well, he's a medical doctor, so he's got to be driving, you know, a Porsche or something of that nature, or especially somebody who works with clients, you know, a, a real estate agent maybe, or uh, an attorney or somebody who's, you know, helps you in your finances or whatnot. But I'm here to tell you, man, you know, some of the smartest doctors I know 
quite frankly, that and I've worked in the medical field for quite some time. They drive a they drive some beat up old car that just gets them around here on the island. They got their priority yep. straight. They're not working for the car. They're working so that they can have a good lifestyle. We're going down Absolutely. a different path. We're, we're yeah. going down a different <laughs> rabbit hole here. That's all right. It's interesting. But it still but it still paints the picture of who you want to be perceived as, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's the message, you know, and. Yeah. As you say, on the one hand, it feels like a rabbit hole. On the other hand, it's it's an underlying foundation that I think too often doesn't get talked about. You know, one of one of the things I'm finding, Wally, as I really refocus my energy in this past three to five years down this path, uh, which, first of all, for me, it was a recognition, right? I recognized that everything I had ever done in my life had fundamentally been about communication. It was about how you presented a vision, how you spoke that vision into existence, how you presented yourself. And that, you know, when I get, you know, I have this great file, Wally, that I love. It's about an inch and a half thick. And it's all the letters I've gotten from former students over the years. I don't know how many are in there, Wally. Maybe it's 150, 200. What I can tell you is this. Not one of those letters mentions anything I taught them about the subject I was supposed to be teaching them. But every one of them mentions something I taught them about how to communicate their ideas, create their vision, how to dress, how to shake hands, those things that have differentiated themselves very quickly. So I, I do think it's an important rabbit hole to pursue for a moment because if you don't get those things right, no matter how solid your other message is, it's going to get clouded. And when it gets clouded, it doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Wow. Very powerful. Very, very powerful indeed. Well, in the spirit of being vulnerable... Uh, and so many people always want to talk about all the good news stories, and that's great. We love to talk about the good news stories, and those are good news stories. I absolutely agree with you that those are the great things that, that keep us going and doing what we're doing. But I know along the way that you've had a few kick-in-the-gut moments, and I'd love for you to share one of those with us and make us feel that. Sure. Well, Wally, the first one I'll share, and I'll kind of gloss over this, not because it's not important, not because it didn't have a big impact on me, because I want to get to the one that I think will have more value for your listeners. But, you know, part of my fear of public speaking as a kid came from the fact that I was sexually molested when I was between 9 and 10 years old by someone who threatened to kill me if I ever told anyone. Now, you know, that took a lot of years to recover from, and that was certainly a kick in the gut. But when, you know, when you're a, a young kid like that, the kick in the gut's a lot different than when you're an adult. <laughs> So for, for me, probably the best gut check moment that really came was in the late spring of 1994. I'd been at Cornell for about four and a half years. I'd had a lot of success in the academic world. That's what got me the opportunity to go there. And I really got in a position where I was given the choice of stepping down from the program I'd built since I got there or leaving my tenured position. And, you know, the truth is it's a moment I kind of created, Wally. And, and I didn't necessarily acknowledge that or do it with massive intention. But I knew I was unhappy. I hated the work I was doing. You know, I had become an academic professor for one reason. I loved to teach. I knew there were people who had affected me, and I wanted to affect others. You know, but what happened is I had a student walk in my office one day. And the pr program I was running was having a great amount of success. But, you know, I was working seven days a week. I was working 10 to 12 hours a day. I had a student come in and said, I've got a problem. Have you got a moment? And I didn't have a moment. In fact, the first moment I had on my calendar was about a week down the road. And I'm not really exaggerating. That's the truth. Well, he kind of gave me the kind of hand gesture a ticked-off college student can give and walked out of the room and muttered under his breath, you're supposed to be here for us. Hmm. Um, that was a gut-check moment, Wally, because that's when I realized, you know what? I am. That's why I got into this business. 
you know, I looked down at the time at my gut, and I, you know, carrying about 75 pounds I shouldn't have been carrying. Uh, I looked at my stress level, the hours I was spending, and I did some quick calculation for my calendar. And I discovered that though I was there to help the students, and that was my passion, I was spending less than 15% of my time with them and the rest of my time on bureaucratic stuff, most of which I didn't believe in or think needed to be done. So, you know, I, the problem I had was I didn't know how to walk away. You know, I, I feared people would think I was insane. I was worried what they'd talk about, you know, because I had an endowed chair at an Ivy League institution. I led a university-wide program getting all kinds of visibility. And I was kind of living off the, you know, the glory of that. But I wasn't happy. And I was kind of broken inside, frankly, because I had lost my connection to my real passion, which was teaching the students. And, you know, the good news for me, Wally, is I was essentially the CEO of a program, and I had an advisory council of volunteers. So I pushed the envelope a little bit to see how far I could go. All of it was in good intention, not, nothing illegal, nothing immoral, just things to try to see where, how far will they let me go in continuing to grow this program entrepreneurial. I pushed it far enough that we reached the point where, you know, much like any board would treat their CEO, they said, you know what, we're not seeing this eye to eye, it's time for you to go. So in reality, what I had tried to make happen did happen. It gave me the path to leave. But you can imagine, after a pretty successful 10-year ride, ride in the academic world, essentially being asked to leave a position um, is painful yeah, <laughs> and, right. and feels like somebody has punched you in the gut about as hard as possible. And now you come home, and that's where I came home and helped my father with some things, but my mother was having some illness problems at the time. But, you know, you don't know who you are anymore. Because like we were just talking about, the whole identity had been defined in that world. So... That sort of put me into a real bad place, and I'll stop there. That sort of sets the stage for you. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I really do. I mean, it's it's really – I'm going to bring this a little bit home because, unfortunately, there are a lot of parents out there who are, you know, working their butts off to make ends meet, and when their son or daughter comes up and asks them for something as simple as, you know, reading a book together or – you know, sitting down and watching a TV show. Just last night, as a matter of fact, I was getting caught up on editing some podcast and I'm making some changes to my website. And my son was over watching a show and I was half watching it because it was very interesting. My wife was back doing her homework and he said, Dad, can you come over and sit with me? And I was, and at first, my immediately was like, No, because that's what I was used to doing for so long and it's still there but I just said yeah. you know what I got time I'm I can I'm catching up on stuff I'm you know I'm I'm or I'm getting ahead on stuff I'm good so I just stopped what I was doing closed my computer went and sat down with him and those 15 20 minutes before he had to go to bed made all the difference and that student I don't I have no idea what that student needed I don't even know if it was about anything academic it might have been something personal but he felt that you, first off, he felt you were the person to go to. That's a huge honor in itself. Yeah, and my, and my not being available violated that trust. Exactly. You know, because it was a personal issue, you know, and he thought it would be a long conversation. You know, I, I should close that, that loop that I leave open there with that story, Wally. I got up and followed him out of my office, and I said, wait a minute, you're right, come back. I said, what do you need? He goes, no, you don't have time. I said, well, let's just start start the conversation, see if I can help. And in five minutes, I gave him what he needed. Hmm. And I, and you know, the, the whole, th but but you know, the whole lesson in it to me was, you know, remember why you're here. You know, remember what the purpose is. Right. You know, and and I and I was losing that because I got so caught up. And I think a lot of us do. And then you know, it, this ties back to our theme here, Wally, because when we get caught up, our messaging gets lost. 
we start speaking the message we think we're supposed to speak. I refer to that euphemistically as we put on the mask and the suit, and we become who we're supposed to be in the role we're playing. And it's almost like now we're performing as opposed to living, and we have an incongruity between who we are, what we believe, and what we're actually doing on a day-to-day basis. Mm. You know, I was given the opportunity to walk away and get those things aligned back in my life again. You know, if any of your listeners are in a similar situation, you know, I encourage them, find the path out if that's how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. And and listeners and men of abundance, I want to clarify this too because I don't think Michael's saying, and I'm certainly not saying that you have to quit your job to go do what you want to do because by just doing something different that allows you to enjoy life in a better in a better way, send your message out there, it makes being at work, if you enjoy doing what you do at work, it makes being at work so much more fulfilling and you can be engaged in work by listening to how to get your message across. First realizing what is your message. So I'm sure there's a lot of folks that you work with that really don't know what their message is or should be. Well, and you know, I think it goes back, and this is where I'll go back to, you know, the abuse incident in my life. You know, I was adopted when I was three months old. So, you know, I had a bunch of those things that made me question my worth. Um, you know, I was blessed with fantastic parents. You know, I couldn't have, I, I, I'm grateful to God every day that I was given the parents I was given. But in reality, you grow up and there's a part of you that always wonders, you know, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Well, when we feel that way, what most of us do is we hide our message inside and we put on that mask in that suit. And that's where that incongruity begins. That's where that dissonance emerges. You know, so, you know, your listeners in the Men of Abundance community, you know, some of them may be in a job where they're not speaking up. You know, one of the things that led me to make this shift in my career here five years ago was I really grew grew tired of watching people not speak up in meetings, but then they'd come up to me at the break and they would share the best idea of the day. Mm. And I'd say, why didn't you put it in the conversation? You know, and sometimes I would hear somebody say, well, I'm not allowed to say things like that here. Or I didn't think they'd receive it well because they're all higher ranked than me. You know, it's those kind of things that get in the way. So I'm, you know, I want to reinforce what you said. I'm not encouraging you to run away, but I'm encouraging you to look carefully at what is it that's not as fulfilling for you. Where's that incongruity? And chances are it may be where the message you're being forced to share because you're playing the role and wearing the mask and the suit doesn't align with the core message that you have learned, the one that has come from your journey, the insights, the knowledge, and the perspective you have that no one else has. And see, my passionate feeling is you're the only one who can share that because you're the only one who walked that journey. Right. Yeah, very good point. And thanks for clarifying that. So let's bring this back up a little bit. You told a I think it was a good news story that you ran after your student. Absolutely amazing. Um, but what good news stories do you have based on what you're doing today and helping others share their marriage or share their message. <laughs> well, you know, I, I get the privilege of working with a lot of different people, you know, and, and my central question in my work with people is this. What problem do you solve for the people you serve? And, you know, any of your listeners taking notes, I encourage you to write that one down. What problem do you solve for the people you serve? Because that's the pathway to any success in any business or any endeavor, period. You know, somebody doesn't care what you do. They care how what you do impacts them. So, for example, recently I was working with a landscape contractor. 
Now, you know, I'm sure in everybody's area who's in your listening audience, they have the TV, the radio stations who do the live remotes where they go somewhere for a day and they interact with people. You know, well, when they do that, they often sell advertising. So we have a local station that's a talk radio station, and they do a live remote every week at this restaurant. They sell advertising time to local contractors. So he had purchased some time, and he's going to be on this show for a number of weeks. And he's asking me for some advice on how does he get more business from those appearances. Well, you know what he was going to talk about, right? That's where we start our conversation always. What are you going to talk about? He said, well, I'm going to talk about how we do hardscapes and we do seating and feeding and lawn maintenance and landscape installation design. You know, and I kind of put up the crossed fingers and say, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because no homeowner wants a hardscape installation. It's like the story of the drill, right? Nobody wants a drill. They want a hole. Mm-hmm. The drill is what makes the hole. And in reality, they don't really want a hole. What they really want is a bookshelf, <laughs> you know, or what they really want is a knick-knack shelf to display this, or they want a trophy wall or something. You know, the hole is a facilitative thing to get them to that. So we take that to the world of landscaping. You know, I, we do the, I do this with, you know, other businesses as well. People don't want a hardscape. They want a place where they sit around the fire pit, tell stories, and make special moments while they're eating s'mores. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't want lawn maintenance. They want a beautiful lawn that didn't eat up their Saturday and keep them from going fishing. They want grass that when they have a party and everybody's walking around in their bare feet, it feels good on their feet. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to know that when they pull in that driveway, they can be proud of their home and that they were able to spend their time doing something else. So, you know, what happens there is we reposition that right now. Now we've got the message focused on the problem he saw, he solves for these people. So, you know, he goes on the thing, and when the guy says, so tell me about your business, what do you do? He's, he can make a statement as simple as this. Well, we help families enjoy special times around the fire pit eating s'mores. Now, what's that going to make the interviewer do? He's going to ask, well, how do you do that? Now he can go into his conversation about by installing a hardscape that we custom designed to fit their needs, the size of their family, their desires, and the way they see that evening sitting around that fire pit. Now we're appealing emotionally. Now we're grabbing that person they can see themselves in that end product. Well, if you can learn to do that with whatever it is you do, and you can share your message where it always has a focus on how is the audience going to see this as something that either helps them solve a problem or helps them avoid some trouble, you're going to be far further down the, much further down the road in growing your business and increasing your impact. Excellent. Excellent example. And I did. I felt the emotion in that. And just when you said exactly what he said, what he does helps a family sit around the campfire eating s'mores. I just got warm and fuzzy inside. I mean, seriously, it just made me feel that. So you got to get that emotion out. And that's what your message is. I love it. And, 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 you know, while even if no matter what you do, you can you can put that kind of a spin on it. Mm-hmm. And it's not marketing spin. It's connecting and it connects you, right? The other benefit that does when he changes his message that way. And now he goes back and talks to his 12 or 15 person team in those terms. They now see their work differently, don't they? Right. Absolutely. And so when they're out there cutting that lawn, it's not how fast can I get across this lawn to get the grass cut. They're now taking a second look at how does that lawn look? Mm-hmm. Am I giving this person what they're really paying for? Because I'm not paying for the guy to come walk the lawnmower across my yard. I'm paying for the way the yard looks after you leave. And in most cases, that's what we're trying to do. So 
forgive me. I get a little intense no, about no, this. No, I get it, and I, and and I get it, and I'm imagining this because I when I had my house down in the other part of the island here, I used to have a team that come through, and Lito was amazing with his team, and it wasn't just coming and getting the grass. They got the weeds. They made sure all the blades, all the you know everything was up off the sidewalks. It was all just everything was immaculate. It was beautiful, and they were quick because they were a very good team and they were super quick, but. Um, I totally get that. You can envision that, and, and it does help both sides. It helps the people that you're that are working for you, working with you, and it helps the customer as well. The whole thing is just amazing. Well, it's like you know, it's like one of the businesses that I think everybody can relate to is financial planning, right? Whether you have one, whether you want one, whether you need one, you're familiar with the concept of financial planning. Mm-hmm. Well, if a financial planner speaks to you and says, "I help you earn a higher rate of return." I'm making you burn mental calories to figure out what that higher rate of return means. Yeah, that hurt. What's that, what's that higher return really mean? That higher return means I get to go on vacation three to five times a year after I retire. You know, it, it's all, any message to me is all about how do you make it tangible to the listener so they know what it means to them. Excellent, excellent. So, Michael, that's some great information, and we're going to share some even more information here because we're getting ready to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Excellent. Hey, man, you know here at Men of Abundance, I'm really big on living your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And we have all of these discussions. But one of the things that we've been talking about lately is improving and increasing your finances and there are so many reasons for that that I'm not going to get into today but we're always talking about why it's important and a few ideas about how you can do that but I've never really shared the nuts and bolts about exactly what to do and how to do it so today right now I'm going to share with you one of the resources that I personally use that keeps me on track and up to date with all the latest trends and everything about my personal business. And if you have a business and are struggling at this point or thinking about starting a business, this is a resource that you absolutely must get your hands on. I am talking about a membership site called Freedom. It's spelled F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. This is the Netflix for entrepreneurs because I can't even tell you how many videos are in here for you to learn from. Everything to have to do with entrepreneurship, motivation, personal growth, marketing, money, lifestyle, membership sites, you name it. Everything you need to get started is right here. And since I'm a member, you can get started for just $1. The way to do that and to get to that link is to go to menofabundance.com. Click on the resources tab at the top of the page and scroll down and you will see the Freedom logo, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. Click on that, take a look, see everything that they have and get started for just $1 and get inside. You're going to be blown away at how much information is in there. I'm loving it. I'm using it and it is greatly assisting me in building my side hustle and building my membership site. So right after this conversation, go to the resources tab at menofabundance.com and go check it out. All right, let's get back to the conversation. So give our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Wally, I'm going to give them three because you asked for one to three and, you know, I, I like threes. There's power in threes. By the way, if your message can have three points in it, it's always more powerful <laughs> as long as they line up. <laughs> 
So, you know, number one, I'm going to encourage people to do something that I love to encourage people to do and I do on a regular basis. Take a moment today and reach out and say thank you to someone who helped you at some point in your life. Make a phone call, send an email, or better yet, send a handwritten note or a card. Or one of the things I like to do is because I love to read and I know I think there's massive power in books, is I'll think of a book that sort of relates to the interaction I had and I'll send them a copy of that book and just have it pop in on them unexpected. The power of that is amazing, Wally, and it's most powerful on how you feel for having done it. Because too often what happens, that person disappears and we never had the chance to say that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you, and if you really want to live an abundant life and recognize the value that's there, recognize the value people have given you along the way. Maybe it's the person who said, hey, you, you really should go apply for that job. Or you know what? I believe you can start that business and make that happen. Hey, try for that promotion. Or you know what? Take the weekend off and spend some time with your wife. You know, whatever that is, just send them a note. Thank them. They won't expect it. You'll feel better. It'll have a big impact. So that's idea number one. How do you like that one? I love it. Okay, number two, start a stop doing list. It is too easy for us all to think about all the things we could do, should do, might do, ought to do. But very seldom do we stop and say, what should I stop doing? Mm. You know, the underlying question here is this. If I wasn't already doing this, would I start? And if the answer is no, then stop doing it immediately. But the specific action step I'm encouraging you to do is make a list of everything you're doing, everything, and just go through the things and say, which of these things should I stop doing? Now, you know, your criteria for stopping is up to you. I would recommend criteria of, is it getting in the way of my achieving more results in the things I'm trying to get done? Is it messing or messing up or compromising my relationships anywhere? You know, is it wasted time that really someone else could do it for me, but I like to do it, so therefore I hold on to it? It's those kind of things. If you just regularly commit to making that list and processing it. I do it once a quarter, and I find that some of those things keep creeping back in, and I have to take them out again. So that's my second tip. My third tip, commit to learning. We live in a world that's dynamic and changes more rapidly today, and the changes are less familiar to us than ever before. If you're not learning, if you're not reading, if you're not listening to tapes, if you're not watching YouTube videos, if you're not listening to podcasts, if you're not going to conferences, if you're not engaging with other people, you're going to get locked in the past. Because think about it, Wally. Ten years ago, we didn't even know what a smartphone was. Mm -hmm. Now we can't live without them. Well, what's it going to be ten years from now? The key to an abundant life is being able to evolve and to change, or excuse me, evolve and to thrive as things change. You know, to, to not have the change throw you off course. And the only way to make sure that doesn't happen is commit to learning and being a lifelong learner. And if you're listening today, I congratulate you because you've taken a step in doing that. Absolutely. Excellent, excellent, actionable steps. Truly appreciate that. Major value bombs dropped right there, men of abundance. So go back to that. Take notes. I'll mention this later, but in the show notes, I've got timestamps. You'll be able to come right back to those actionable steps. Listen to them a couple times. I'd say listen to them once a day for the next week. I'm serious. Those are very, very powerful, actionable steps. So what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Michael? It's my morning routine. And for years, I didn't have one, Wally. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was one of the teenage kids that, you know, my, you had to drag me out of bed. You know, and, uh, and then I sort of got to a point in my life where I just started developing a routine. And I realized that for me to be effective, 
I had to get up and have some private time before my day started. It, it kind of started for me in the academic world in graduate school. I would get into the office at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning before anybody else was there, so I'd get two or three hours before the rest of the world got in the way. And I still do that today. I, I get up usually in the five, four, 5 to 5.30 range, and I spend quiet time. You know, I meditate for a while, I read, I journal, I keep the electronics off, I don't touch them until a certain time in the morning. And every day in my journal, Wally, I answer one question. And the question is, what do I want? Now, I got that question from Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan wrote a really great book called The 25-Year Framework. And the essence of that book is that if you look for the, at a 25-year vision for where you're trying to go, then one thing that happens that's really cool is every quarter, you know, every three-month period is only 1%. So if you have a bad three months or a bad season, guess what? It was only 1%. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. even if it was a two-quarter thing, it was only 2%. You know, you haven't lost where you were going. You still have the potential to get there. So, you know, when you answer that question, what do I want, answer it with that idea in mind, not just what do I want today, but what do I want in that longer term, bigger picture? Because what we're trying to do in, in doing this exercise is frame our mind on something bigger because it's too easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day -day stuff and think, well, what I want today is to not get caught in being overdue on this check, you know, or, or, you know, on this payment or whatever, or, you know, what I want today is to make sure I clean up the mess I made yesterday. Well, that's important. But if you put your mind out there and take a little devotional time every morning and think about where do I want to be in 25 years? What do I want then? It really changes your perspective. And I found some significant change. And by the way, I do recommend Dan Sullivan's book, The 25-Year Framework. I think you actually have to buy it from his website, which is Strategic Coach. But, uh, this process has been valuable, invaluable to me since I started doing it. I just started doing it about six months ago, to be honest. So that piece of my day changed, but it's been really a valuable shift. Well, excellent, and thanks for recommending that. I'll have that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Michael or Hudson or Michael Hudson in the search bar, and it'll pop right up. So other than that book, what are you listening, reading or listening to right now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Right, right now, Wally, the, the most recent book I've been reading is, is Deep Work by Cal Newport. Oh, man. And it's, it, you've read it? You know, it's been recommended so many times on the show. It's, I've got so many darn books listed that i got to get. <laughs> and I literally just recommended that book to somebody yesterday, even though I haven't read it. It's been recommended by so many men like yourself. So i got to get a hold of it. Well, it's, it's a great book, and, and it's a great book for this reason. And, and, you know, it's a book that's split into two phases, phase one and phase two. You know, part one will appeal to some people and not to others, and part two will appeal to others and not to not, – you know, there's a little balance there, which I like about books. But, you know, it, it'll help you change the way you work, and it kind of ties back to that stop doing list I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But it's about refocusing your energy to work on the things that matter. Well, you know, the first step in doing that is you've got to figure out what matters, you know, and, and you've got to also get – brutally honest with yourself to say, these are the things that I'm allowing in my life that are distracting me and keeping me from getting into deeper work. You know, there's a little reality in a rule that I learned years ago, which is, you know, if you're doing something, Wally, and I call you unexpectedly and you take the call, so I interrupt you, you know, you lose about 15 minutes getting back to the same state of deep work that you were in when I interrupted you. Now, to me, that's a good reason to turn the phone off for certain blocks of time so you can do deeper work. That's what deep work will teach you to do, show you to do, and, and help you understand the value and the necessity of doing that to really create your impact and fulfill your promise on earth. Yeah, and that's a big issue right now with a lot of people. 
myself included. I'm much better than most. I know this for a fact because I do get work done, but I can still be distracted by that little red dot, you know, <laughs> sitting over there on the on the Facebook tab or something like that, you know, or, or hearing a chime coming in. I, I can still be distracted by that. That's why usually, like I said before we started this show, I shut off all my, you know, uh, little alarms and, and notifications and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. that, and I know that that's what the book is about. So I'm definitely going to get a hold yeah. of that. And I'll, again, I'll well, have Wally, and, and as like you that. say, as you, go ahead. As you say that, Wally, you you point out such an important thing, right? You know, I do a podcast interview. I put the phone in airplane mode. That's why airplane mode is there. You don't have to be on the airplane <laughs> right. to make sure you're not interrupted by a call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Very good point. Absolutely. And the same thing you got to do when you're not in deep work. When you're in deep relationships when you're wanting to sit down and have a conversation with a family member you put that stuff away because you're sending the wrong message when your seven-year-old standing there and you're talking to them while you're looking at the screen of your phone i mean come on you know i see this happen all the time and i myself have been guilty with it and i he catches me sometimes he's like dad <laughs> so you know so I, you just got to put it away so great stuff man well you know I waffled back and forth, Wally, on an answer to your question before the book question, you know, the one about routines, mm-hmm. um, because it's not a daily routine, but I've entered a routine recently, and I, I actually started this around the time I started reading Deep Work. I turn my phone off at 6 p.m. on Friday, and I don't turn it back on until 6 p.m. on Sunday, and that has made all the difference in the world, which means I don't even take it with me. Yeah. You know, and people go, well, how do you how do you live? How do you survive? Well, you know, I'm doing just fine, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. And, and just that disconnect from the electronic stuff for periods of time, it, it helps you remember all of that's not that important. Exactly. Some of the other stuff. And, you know, the other thing I think, you know, you know you're, you're, you're talking to men of abundance here. And I think part of abundance is, you know, it's fulfilling you and your purpose on, on the planet. Well, you know, sometimes to do that, you just got to think a little bit. You know, I know some of us call it fishing, but when you're out there in that boat in the middle of the lake, we're really thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if you I know there are some people really intentional. They got to catch the fish. I don't care a whole lot about the fish. Mm-hmm. It's a way to get away, you know, and we've got to make time for that without the electronics. And if somebody says, well, I need to get in touch with you. Well, you know what? Probably not. Right. You know, and you can make a commitment. I'll check once an hour in case an emergency came up. But, you know, realistically, we lie to ourselves all the time and make ourselves think we've got to stay that close in touch, and we don't. Enough said. Correct. Absolutely correct. We got by for hundreds of years without being that connected, and you just get used to it. And half the time you're just checking it just to check, see how many likes you got on on your Instagram and stuff <laughs> like that. It's not that important, man. So, you know, bringing that up, you talked about, you know, what is it, you know, what, being abundant and whatnot, but what does living a life of abundance mean to you? You know, to me, Wally, it, it's fulfilling the pur- our purpose on Earth. You know, and I, you know, I have to be candid. This is something I've come to understand much more in recent years. Um, I once said to someone, and it may feel odd when I say this, but I want you to think about it. When, when both of your parents are gone, uh, there's an odd liberation inside of you because now suddenly you're the legacy. You know, you're you're now by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I really started to understand this more and more. You know, and I've always felt that. I don't know why, Wally, when I was a little kid, I hated unused potential. You know, if someone could do something and he didn't step forward to do it and I knew they could, I'd call them out on it <laughs> because I don't like that. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But it's just inherent in me. I believe the gifts God gave us were given to us for a purpose. And, you know, we're here to create an impact on the lives of the people we encounter on our journey in whatever way we were intended to do that. 
So to me, if you're living abundantly, and I'm not making a faith-based argument here as much as I'm making an action-based argument, you know, learning to live in the moment and not worrying about the past or being concerned about the future and letting all that stuff get in the way of living today, but focusing on what can I do? You know, how can I build relationships with people and help them? And how can I deliver my purpose and the reason I'm here in, in the world? I think that's what matters. You know, it's not about the things. It's not about the money. It's not about all the experiences, except the experiences with other people, where we bring our best self, you know, and where we pump somebody up when they need it. You know, we, we provide that ear for them to, that shoulder for them to lean on when they need an ear for somebody to listen. That, that to me is what it's all about. So when I think about abundance, that's kind of how I see it. And it's recognizing that together we can all do a whole lot more than we can do apart. You know, and it's, it's, it's a huge pie, but you know what? We can keep making that pie bigger. It's not like if I give it to you, Wally, now it's gone. If I give it to you, the hope is you give it to somebody else and they give it to somebody else and they give it to somebody else. Right. It's perpetuating. And it brings it around full circle because earlier you were talking about gathering, you know, being, being a uh, lifelong learner and learning and learning and learning. Well, at one point you have to come back and do exactly what you were just talking about, which is taking action. Because one thing we don't definitely do not have a lack of in this world, especially with all of our technology and everything, is information. You can learn a new skill. You can learn it on, on YouTube. Um, you can learn it all, all kinds of places. But you have to take action on what it is that you're learning. So I love that that basically came around full circle. Yeah. It's always about one step, right? It's, it's always about the next step. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no, you're you're absolutely correct, and it's it's just about just taking that step. Well, it was like Zig 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 told the story. I think it was in his book, or I may have heard him in a speech say it. That mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to start running, you don't, don't go out the first day and say, "Let's run a marathon." Right. You say, "Today I'm going to run to the mailbox." Exactly. <laughs> you know, t- tomorrow I'll run to the next mailbox. <laughs> tomorrow I'll run to the next mailbox. I think too often we hold ourselves back because we think we've got to eat the whole elephant at one time. You know, if I can't go run two miles, then I'm worthless. Well, no, you're simply out of shape and you haven't been running before, you know. And, and, and the running analogy works for just about anything in life that we're doing. Right. And one of the things that I, in my experience, that helps people that most people don't consider is, one, just exactly what you just said. But the other piece to that that I think is very beneficial is to have somebody else to run with. And especially somebody Amen. who's been running longer than you have so that they can check your gait and they can check your, you know, tell you how to control your breathing. And this is an analogy right here, men, for everything that you want to do. Have somebody by your side, a coach, a mentor, a group of men who or who have been there and done that or just a few steps ahead of you on that journey that you can learn from to greatly um, diminish the learning curve and the chances of failure. Yeah. Yeah. All Excellent right. advice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all feeding right off of you and your message, man. <laughs> so we're going to close this up. And before we do, I'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance. My goodness, you've already shared so much. Major, major value thank bombs. You. I truly appreciate it. Uh, so leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any other way that we can get in touch with you. Uh, my pleasure. And, and Wally, thank you for the kind words. It, it's been a privilege. And You know, I think most of what I'm trying to recommend to your men of abundance is trust the journey. You know, learn from the missteps, but don't obsess about them. Leverage the lessons you learn so you can help others. 
help them avoid the pitfalls, overcome the obstacles, shortcut their path to success, the success they're seeking. You know, I mean, your job is to get your message heard. You've been put on this earth and given a journey, and in that journey, things have been revealed to you. I know that your message needs to be heard, and I know that there is someone who needs to hear it, and they're waiting. And there's this odd thing that happens. When you get really clear on your message, Wally, all of a sudden you start having people who come to you who need to hear it. I can't explain it, whether it's divine intervention, mystical force, the powers of the universe, I don't know. But it happens. And, and what happens is every one of us gains certain lessons in our journey. And those lessons are only able to be shared by us. Well, if we hide our message inside, if we fear stepping onto that stage, whether that stage is in front of the room, whether that stage is in a meeting, whether that stage is one-on-one, or whether it's calling a friend out when you feel they've stepped over the line. I had an experience like this last week, and this, this, I'm, I'm sharing this as part of this closing piece, Wally, because it was really powerful. This person indicated to me that they were getting ready to do something. And as I heard what they were going to do, my everything in me screamed, that isn't consistent with the person I know. And it was a hard moment, but this was a text message conversation. And I simply sent him a text, and I said, I'm just going to encourage you to ask yourself if that's something you really want to do, because that's not the guy I know. And I left it at that. Now, I asked him that because I've been on the journey that I've been on, and I've done something like what he was getting ready to do, and I know it wasn't the right thing to do. But if I hadn't been in his life at that moment, I couldn't have shared that, and it turns out he made the decision not to do it, which he actually let me know just two days ago. So that's part of the message thing, right? The message, don't, I don't want people to confuse the message. You made a really good point about the single steps. The message is little, little bits and pieces. It's not some massive, powerful thing. It's, hey, I learned this. You need to know this because it can help you right now. Now, you, you ask, Wally, how can you get in touch with me? You know, we've set up a special page on my website. It's michaelhudson.com slash abundance. Uh, we, we worked long and hard to come up with that name. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank you very much. The, uh, and, and you just alluded to something that, you know, is interesting. I've got three links there, you know, that uh, things your men can get. You know, one is a... Uh, an ebook called 52 Speaker Secrets, which is just 52 quick little two to three sentence tips that if you are in a position where you're speaking in public, it can help you increase your impact. The second is if you're really in a situation where you're going to be speaking, uh, it's a speech planning template that sort of makes that process a lot easier than it is for someone who doesn't do it on a regular basis. And, and the third is really the, you know, for someone who wants to really go deeper and jump in, um, you know, I do these message mapping calls, you know, where we kind of make over the message you currently have, kind of like what I did with that landscaper that we talked about earlier. So all of those are available to you. And um, I, I firmly support what you said and believe it wholeheartedly. You've got to be around other people that can help you get there. And one of the most exciting things that I got coming up is a new mastermind group I'm launching. And certainly if they take if they take advantage of any of those free offers, they'll be informed as that comes to pass in case that might be of interest to them. Excellent. I truly appreciate that. And I'll be looking at some of that material myself because I know that it can help me in my podcast, my personal podcast, when I'm on other people's shows, because I am getting on more and more shows. I do eventually at some point. I like to, I'm opposite than you. When I, ever since I was in kindergarten, if it was show and tell, I was ready to go. I'll show your stuff. <laughs> I would grab <laughs> your stuff and show it if you wanted me to. I had no problem getting in front of people. But I'm excited about going to take a look at that information myself, and I will certainly do that. Michael, it has been a very amazing conversation. I got so much out of this conversation. I know our abundant leaders did as well. So I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for what you do for so many people around the world. And I just want to thank you for being you, man. 
Thank you, Wally. I'm grateful for that, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. You've you've uh, you laid out a great flow to let us have a solid conversation, and I think hope, hopefully it a lot of value for your men of abundance. And I, I wish them all much success. And certainly, if I can be of any assistance, you know, reach out via the website, or you can always just email Michael at michaelhudson.com, and I'll be happy to do what I can to help you. Excellent. Aloha. Aloha. All right, guys, my last couple of takeaways are you definitely, as Michael said, you definitely have a message. You may not want to put it out there in, as a public speaker or in a podcast or even in a blog or anything of that nature. But your message is who you are, and you have to let people know who you want to be. Don't let them choose for you. Choose for yourself. Make sure that you're portraying the person that you want to be on the outside. And if you have any question about that, just ask. Ask other people. Ask people that will tell you the honest truth. And if you don't get the answer that you want to hear, then maybe it's time to either look in the mirror, make some changes, or just accept it. Maybe that is who you are. And don't try to change that. There's this term going around these days, and it's authenticity. It's more important for you to be authentically you than to try to be somebody who you are not. It just comes out naturally. As usual, I would love to hear your thoughts, and you can get in on the conversation at our private Facebook group. Just go to menofabundance.com, click on the members-only link at the top of the page. You'll get access to the Facebook page. I look forward to seeing you over there. Now, go out and live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.